anybody have any good like young love shenanigan stories? Um, they're more embarrassing than anything else. I don't know if I could <laughs> lead with that personally. <laughs> I hope somebody else has one that's like less bad. I get that because I wasn't about I, to share um, one. <laughs> my my first girlfriend, I realized I liked her kind of late, and when I asked, she said nah, she was not interested. Yeah, but then I think. Give me, uh, oh shoot! You're, Hold on, you're good. all good. What? So now you got to share one. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, okay, it gets it gets really bad because uh, I met her on Deviant Art when I was. Oh man, we taking it back. I thirteen had, had a Deviant Art. I don't know if it's still there. I used to put mm-hmm. make make movie posters, and then half yep. the movie posters I made became real movies because <laughs> I remember I made a fake episode three one. And then they made an episode three poster that was just like the one I made. And I was like, ah. what a rip off. It, it was, took all my ideas. I want compensation. Cloak flowing into Vader's helmet. And then they made that one. I was like, Dang. I did, terms, I did it. Of the times. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. And uh, I would talk to her. Oh. Huh? What happened? Uh, okay. So, uh, Love story. Oh, I was talking about, yeah. My first girlfriend, I, she was my brother's, or she, I was friends with her brother, and Ooh. you're not supposed to do that. No. But I started to like her, and then I asked her if she wanted to go out. She said no. So we we didn't go on a date or anything like that, but like, like maybe like a few months later, she decided she did want to go out sometime. But instead of like telling me, she had her brother tell me. And he, he and I used oh, to prank no. each other. <laughs> I was just like, this is a prank, and it's on, and it was on, um, it was on school spirit day too. Oh, so it was just like, nah, this is some mess. I ain't, I am not so here. You were in pajamas. So, <laughs> so I'm coming down the, I'm coming down the stairs, uh, and they're all at the bottom of the stairs, like we're in some movie. I was like, all right, here comes the prank, and uh, she just goes, I thought we'd go out sometime, and like, I ain't hearing it, and I walked off. No. <laughs> <laughs> But she did actually legit like me, and uh, she eventually called me and goes, "I'm not playing a joke. This isn't this isn't my brother messing with you. I want to go out. I want to go on a date." Tim was like, "He ain't oh. about to get me." <laughs> Bye. I quite literally like hit the bottom of the stairs. Was like, "I ain't, <laughs> I ain't here to mess with this, y'all." I was like, "I'm out." Oh. I went. I was. I was in the radio station. I went up to the radio station. And was like. Uh, got on the mic. I was like, "Hey, everybody, uh, what's going on? Nobody's pranking me today on School Spirit today. Here's some Nirvana." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Not." I was, but it uh, turns out she really did like me. So I shenaniganed myself, I guess. <laughs> it came back around. That was fine. Yeah. yeah. Although having to answer that phone call and being like, "Oh, it wasn't a joke." Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he, he came. He came over. It was like, "Look, dude, she's not joking around." Because we were supposed to go out of town the next day. He's like, "She's not joking around. She really likes you." And uh, she called on the phone, and he's like on the other side of the room going, "Yeah, listen to her." I was like, "Oh, oops, <laughs> oh man, Damn. my bust." No remorse. <laughs> it's not so bad, Ryan. You don't, you don't got. I mean, you were saved by the bell. Tim came back with you. Oh well, I wasn't necessarily saved. It was just kind of like, it's just, you know, put off a little bit. No, uh, I met her on DeviantArt. Uh. Oh yeah, like yeah. when I was thirteen, so that had to be like two thousand one or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she lived in Canada, so I got to go through that whole. Uh, you don't understand, mom. I love her. Like, 
I don't think we ever even talked on the phone. We talked on like AOL Instant Messenger or something. <laughs> um, and is probably one of the most embarrassing things I could think of. And I'm waiting for my kids to go through that phase too. So, hey man, you did it. Oh. So I'm gonna I'm share one. This is uh, but I had a friend. I'm not gonna say girlfriend, but. I had a friend that I met on this. It was a graphic chat website called Wolf Home. I don't even like wolves, but somehow I ended up on it. And it was, yeah. It was, now, that, like knowing what I know now, it was definitely like some furry shit. But like, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. That's uh, why you want to do Fantastic Mr. Fox. But, <laughs> but <laughs> it was yeah, like, uh, you know, I was just there. I was whatever. I think I was like twelve, thirteen, and. I had a buddy up there and like we were friends for a long time and at some point I think it was I was a freshman in high school and I brought up that I was having problems with my girlfriend at high school and like she was like your girlfriend in high school uh and in her head we were boyfriend and girlfriend but we, we never said anything so oh, no. that was super awkward for yeah her? <laughs> <laughs> you know, not not for me. It's for her. I don't know. We we stayed friends on and off, and eventually, like, they started playing a uh, World of Warcraft with us, and then she completely blew up my friends group because her mother also played, and she's one of those uh, folks who like ain't got shit going on in their lives, so they're just all up in their children's lives, and <sighs> it yeah, it was super messy. messy it was super messy yeah but it's for the best because the mother refused to acknowledge that i was black she just kept saying i thought tiff was puerto rican so it, it, <laughs> it uh, what's man, meant to be is meant to be awkward. is all i'm saying yeah right <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh thanks to them i don't really talk to a couple of friends but it's all good <laughs> works out it works out in the end i'm yeah. probably better off blew up the whole guild it was a it was a whole thing <laughs> Uh, so, so that was your first mistake was playing wow amen i claim it <laughs> <laughs> all right uh thank you for joining us today if this is your first time with us we are the secret group of brown kids who are the secret group of brown kids it's a secret but you might be able to find us utilizing the orienting and pathfinding skills we learned all summer in the name of cock blocking <laughs> damn kids is trying to get his rocks off <laughs> And uh, I'm Tiff, your host, and with us today we got Tim and Ren returning for our final episode of our three-part Wes Anderson uh, miniseries. Uh, I didn't have a cameo in the last one, but I'm uh, I'm back as a main character. We gave you a (laughs) 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 shout-out. You you didn't pop up as uh, the emergency concierge? Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's a... the society of the cross keys. Yeah. You called him up. <laughs> but it's all good. So, if we, like we already said, uh, we're doing Moonrise Kingdom from 2012. Wes Anderson, his take on a uh, young romance. And so the plot is uh, in 1965, a couple of 12-year-old lovers run away together, causing a grand search effort on a small New England island. And hilarity ensues. Currently streaming on Amazon Prime and starring... Jared Gilman and Kara Hayward, who I'm not sure if they still act. I think they might, but they're they're definitely not as big as uh, some of his other regulars. I don't even know if they came back in any Wes Anderson movies. Now I think about it, but not that I think so. But we did get a chance to see uh, Die Hard. Oh yeah, Bruce Willis. Uh, oh yeah, those mm-hmm. are the big names: Bruce Willis, uh, Edward Norton, Bill Murray, of course, 
and Francis McDermott and Tilda Swinton pops in. Yep. yep. Just for just for a little bit. Yep, and it had a theatrical release on a sixteen million dollar budget. Domestic made forty five point five million, international twenty two point seven, total sixty eight million, which is on brand for Wes Anderson. The only like outlier is Grand Budapest, which made an insane amount of money uh, compared to budget. But mm. most of his movies, like I said, don't really make a lot of money. I mean, it's still sixteen to sixty eight is still like a huge success. So. Yeah, they make enough money to justify making another one. Yeah. They've never made uh, Die Hard. (laughs) True. And Rotten Tomatoes, critic score 93, audience 86. So, yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, it's very good. Um, It was better the second time around. I don't know why I had to stick up my ass the first time I watched it, (laughs) but I was all like, this ain't Royal "Eh, Tenenbaum. It's it's not what I wanted. It's not what I wanted. Wait, wait, wait. When when did you watch it the first time? I think when it first came out. That's okay. And how how old is your oldest kid? My oldest is like going to be 13 in. uh, Okay. Like next month. That might break my theory. I was going to say maybe it's because you're a dad now. And like. Uh, I'm more of a dad now because now we have three kids. Okay. So. So like now you're more comfortable with like kid shenanigans and you're like. Maybe it meshed well because of that. I don't know. I I kind of have to be, but like I wanted something a little bit more self serious, like a story about an orphan. Okay, and everything is kind of what I wanted more, I guess, uh, from Wes Anderson at the moment. Um, I did like it wasn't moving at breakneck speed, mm-hmm. like the last two movies we watched. That's true. You know, yeah, uh, it's definitely slower. I hadn't thought about yeah. it. Um, but the pacing it felt a little bit more coherent. Wasn't a bad at all. To keep track with. But it just... no, it's only an hour and a half, right? Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect, perfect amount of time. Uh, uh, yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, Tim, a lot of great details. Oh no, did... I think more more oh. than anything, watching any of these. Sorry, that was that was half me thinking too much. I, I was like, I was like, oh, let me I open saw my your notes. Lips I don't have to do that. <laughs> no, I, just thought... I was like, I'll put, I'll open my notes, but I can just think independently of them. <laughs> okay. Uh, just I think all of these, a, a rewatch is perfect for them mm-hmm. like you should watch it once and give it some time like yeah. if you watched it t- twice in the same weekend i'd still feel like just that maybe like eight months to a few years down the road will straighten some things out yeah. because for yeah. me it really felt like a completely different movie that i thought i watched when, when was the first i don't time remember the back half okay like i feel like the back half was completely more engaging than i remembered it being mm-hmm. I, so. I think I'm I'm with you. Uh, I mean, I I loved it the first time. Like I think it's actually my highest rate. I know I kept saying Grand Budapest was, but I looked and this one was my highest rated uh, Wes Anderson. Cause, oh, really? Like I said, uh, I just really have a thing for like kids doing hood rat shit. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, I didn't remember the second half. Also, <laughs> when I started this, I was watch. like, I know this. I was like, wait, I know this falls apart and everybody gets sad, but then there's like a. Like, as soon as it was like, hey, we're breaking him out, I was like, oh, right. Yeah. Like, geez, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, I remember it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I remember him getting adopted by Die Hard. Oh, and then it's a happy ending and stuff. Uh, oh, I mean, shoot. I'm sorry. No, that's all right. They know the deal by now, right? Uh, <laughs> I, I should hope so. If this is your first introduction to this movie, is this podcast, then you should probably just like, like, yeah. Take a break. We go watch a movie. We spoiled this movie from 2012. We're sorry. Uh no. Yep. You, you, sorry. You, no, we uh I mean, if there's like I said if they're still here, they're on board. 
Uh, yeah. do, do, I, <laughs> yeah. do I have to have seen other Wes Anderson <laughs> movies to understand what's going on in, in uh, Moonrise Kingdom? This, you do, actually. It's, uh, it's the entire Wes Anderson multiverse. Like, Look, this is one of the ones I would tell people <laughs> to start with before they get into the later stuff where he's starting to cannibalize himself. I think... Uh, I think if you could come up with a list of Wes Anderson movies that are good entryway films <laughs> for his style, because throwing somebody just blinded naked into a Grand Budapest Hotel seems a little extreme. I don't mm. know if I would be like, oh, you you like art movies, like art house <laughs> movies? Sure. Go watch Grand Budapest Hotel. Like, no, just maybe Royal Tenenbaums, maybe a Moonrise Kingdom, Grand Budapest, maybe a Fantastic Mr. Fox. It, I think that one's safe because it, it, it doesn't it's not too weird off bat and it like gets there or maybe like, i don't think it's weird it's just so fast that's true it's very yeah, fast I mean, yeah. it's fast enough that the flashback can catch you off guard yeah yeah, yeah. you turn you're around like, you're suddenly like yeah. wait 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 what happened when when who is this <laughs> and then you're back you're like whoa so i know oh, that I was a whole that was a whole sequence i didn't even pay attention all to. three of the movies we watched are like 87 minutes it's <laughs> just wow really like by the time the credits roll, I think mm-hmm. they're all like between eighty-seven or like eighty-five and like eighty-seven minutes from like start to credits. It's Interesting. just nuts. Also, why That's do I think in, in terms of that? But yes, <laughs> they gotta start putting uh, post-credit scenes where Samuel Jackson just walks up one of the, to yeah. one of the main characters. It's like, hey, would you like? You ever run a hotel? <laughs> like. He just walks up to the kids, like, <laughs> adopt you into the Avengers Initiative. The Wes Anderson Initiative. <laughs> the Indian Paintbrush Initiative. Anderson. An- <laughs> Anderson's a symbol. <laughs> Wes Anderson's Endgame. It's just like, like clip after clip of the zoom in. <laughs> this Jason Schwartzman. I'm sorry. Why do you have to snap again? It's so I can control the universe. I don't. I don't buy it. <laughs> uh, we we can come up with casting decisions for that later. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, in my head, Jason Schwartzman was already Iron Man, and it's just too much really? snark. I just too much be... snark. Just I don't constant know. I think... snark. Totally Ant Man. I was gonna say Ant Man. He's so little already. Like, why do I have to be in the suit? It's because I'm small. <laughs> it's it's true. It's true. You, it's because you are you're literal. I'm small. You're it's right. Cause you're, it's because you're different. So it's not a bad choice. Would Owen Wilson? <laughs> I wouldn't have made it myself. America or Thor? <laughs> oh shoot! And you can have a. Oh man, I wish I could remember her name right now. You have Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow still. <laughs> She's just there. She's still Black Widow. Yeah. <laughs> her suit's just a leather jacket and like black jeans. Yeah, it's not. I it's actually like that better. But... <laughs> uh, but all still his like aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> all the same thought, cinematography, all the same color palettes. I Ooh, don't understand. The, I thought you spoke Russian. I forgot some of it. Okay. <laughs> Someone's going to hear this and uh, generate the AI trailer. I'd be surprised if it didn't exist. It's, it's but, probably yeah. already exists. Yeah. But <laughs> somebody did that little Wes Anderson's X Men video. That was cute. Oh, yeah. they, that, the little thing. That, was that actually cute. felt like there's way more effort in that. I did mm-hmm. love that. There was so much effort put into yeah. that, and it was very cute. I, I hate it. AI, but then I see stuff like that, and I'm like, damn it! Like, yeah. But this is the only way this would exist. Like, <laughs> that's fair. Okay, that's the only acceptable use is like memes. 
uh, memes. Like, you can't get paid off of this shit though. Like, AI is no. gonna corner the memes market. <laughs> yeah, well, let's let's get into it. Film starts out with Susie Bishop at home with her two parents and three younger brothers passing time during the storm. And then the next day she checks the mailbox and has a letter addressed to her. I don't remember if we see what the letter says or not, but it don't matter. Then we get some later, I think. Yeah. Then we get some background from the narrator played by Bob Balaban, uh, another Wes, Wes Anderson regular. Uh, and he says, this is the island of New Penzance, 16 miles long, forested with old-growth pine and maple, crisscrossed by shallow tidal creeks. Chickshaw territory, even though that never, whatever. Uh, Chickshaw territory. No paved roads, but instead many miles of intersecting footpaths and dirt trails and a ferry that runs twice a day. The year is 1965. We were on a far edge of the Black Beacon Sound, famous for the ferocious and well-documented storm which will strike the east coast of the island on the 5th of September in three days' time. <laughs> then we uh, arrive at the Camp Ivanhoe, a khaki scout of North America camp led by Edward Norton. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, what's his name, Scout Leader Randall Ward. Uh, mm-hmm. Then we see them like doing like quirky little scout things and... Uh, then they sit down for uh, for breakfast, and uh, I keep calling him, uh, what's his name? I'm just calling him Randy, Scout Leader Randy. <laughs> Scout Leader Randy realizes that uh, like one of the kids are missing, and it's Sam Shikusky. Am I saying the right shit? Shik- Shik- yeah, that's it, that's it. Shikusky. And then they check his tent, and they find out that he ran away. So Scout Leader Randy <laughs> notifies Captain Sharp, who's uh, played by Bruce Willis, and he's like the top cop on the island, or maybe the only cop. Uh, I think it's the only guy, yeah. Uh, about the disappearance, and then he notifies Sam's foster parents, who they didn't know that he uh, was a foster kid and is, and is an orphan. Mm. But the foster parents tell him that he's not invited back because he's emotionally disturbed. Yeah. <laughs> that was rough. And you can see they were like, like 60s, not having man. it. You can yeah. you can They're see like, that nope. like uh, Captain Sharp not a good and fit. Uh, Scout Leader Andy are like, damn. <laughs> Yeah, they like, sir. So that that's when like that's that's how Sharp finds out that he's an orphan because he was like, "Are you his dad?" And he's like, "Nah, <laughs> I'm, <Hell> no, no, <laughs> I'm his foster parent." He's like, "And Scott Lee Durant, first he's I've like, heard of this. Uh, yeah, first I've heard of this. Uh, how come that wasn't in the register?" And he's like, "What register? Well, I, I sent you a letter. It should be arriving presently." <laughs> he just looks up and the letters on the <laughs> whatever, goofy. Uh, that's another Wes Anderson thing. Like, oh, the letters should be arriving now, and so it's there. Let me open it. So it's always some kind of written correspondence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, probably because it's like they're always like slightly back in time or, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 60s. They get very, the 60s. Uh, I'm going to butcher the word, anachronistic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They get that way all the time because I don't think Tannenbaums took place too far in the past, but it was purposely it, like. It definitely wasn't weird. with like internet times, right? Yeah. Well, like there weren't even like cell phones. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wonder now if I'm that's trying to think if there's any if any of his movies are present day. Yeah. They're they're not they're not modern at all. Mm-hmm. Uh and they're I'm wondering if that's partly intentional because yeah, it forces this kind of like there's no immediate answer to a problem. I can't call somebody and say, Don't shoot that bow and arrow. I think you're gonna hit that dog. It's like, yeah. no, I wrote a letter. It'll get there like five days later. The dog's already dead. Where's Sam? Oh, let's call him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's my sprint anywhere plan. I can I can take calls on any New England island in the middle of the wilderness. So 
the, uh, the only thing I could think of might be I, I haven't seen Bottle Rocket all the way through. I tried watching it twice this week and I fell asleep. Uh, but uh, Isle of Dogs <laughs> might movie. be present day or future, but definitely like alternate setting, alternate yeah. present. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's all I got. Anyway, <laughs> so the Khaki Scouts set out on a mission to find Sam. And like watching it now, I recognize some of the kids like uh, Lucas Hedges. And there's a couple more I recognize, but I don't remember their names. Uh, definitely seen him and stuff, though. But, like Lucas Hedges is probably like the biggest one. Like he became bigger than the lead kids. Oh, yeah. He's like Jared Gilman. Manchester by the Sea and Jared? a bunch of other stuff. Uh, yeah, Jared is the main kid's name. Yeah, yeah. I, had to, I had to double check. So then we see uh, Captain Sharp notifying the bishops about the missing boy. And then after Mrs. Bishop, who's Francis McDermott, slips away mm-hmm. and meets with Captain Sharp. And like she takes uh, she takes a puff of uh, his cigarette and like holds his hand for a moment and leaves. And then we see that Susie Bishop saw the whole thing from the top uh, through her binoculars from the top of their house. And after Nosy. like a day without luck uh, trying to find Sam, like uh, Scout Leader Randy records his audio log. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we hear the troop morale is very low because Sam is the least popular kid. <laughs> Don't have anybody to pick on right now. Right? Like it's rough. Like he's like nobody likes him, so they're they're like not really trying to find him. They're not they're not into doing all this. Like it, it's it's whatever, isn't it? He's gone. That was the goal. So now we just out here in the woods. All right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Until they until they all get deputized to find him. Yeah. Then we see a, a Sam in a canoe. <laughs> oh yeah, he, uh, Randy said that he stole a canoe and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, he's in the canoe and he's making his way. Uh, then he's making his way through the tall grass and then he meets up with Susie in the meadow. And then it goes to a flashback a year earlier and they're at like a church pageant and Sam slips mm-hmm. out and he, <laughs> I guess he just, I don't know who this wasn't interested. I don't know. He slips out and he's like walking around the church and he ends up in like the dressing room uh, with the, some girls and bird costumes. Yeah, he does that he does that adhd meander yeah where, like uh, you know you just I'm, you just stand up you're like where am i what is this what's that and you just start you know the the last most recent thing you don't even get to the thing that you saw before before something else catches your attention he just weaves his way out and around into the dressing room it's funny you you say the adhd meander because i i'm not sure if i said this on a previous episode but i remember my first it job we were in training and this dude named lee Lee, <laughs> poor Lee, he uh he got up and he just walked out and then came back twenty minutes later with uh like some coffee, and like I get it, <laughs> like he was falling asleep so he wanted to get coffee, but at no point did he ask to be excused. He just got up and left, <laughs> and then came back twenty minutes later, and the instructor was like, "Bro, what you doing, man?" <laughs> it's funny, it's like he actually just got up to get a pen or something, and then it just eventually led him. To coffee, he's like, "Oh, okay, okay, I got this." Like, what I, was I doing? I get it. This instructor's like, "What are you doing, sir?" He's like, "I'm an adult." Yeah, see, <laughs> like I get that we're adults, so like that's that was probably Lee's logic, and mm. and he's like, "I don't need to ask for you know a hall pass. I'm just go." But at the same time, it's like the instructor's like, "Yo, the dude just got up and left." Anyway, uh, Lee got fired before we actually finished training. Oh Jesus! Okay, <laughs> uh, it, it happened. The, some Lee stuff happened some more, and I'll get to those in later episodes. 
<laughs> so tune in next time. <laughs> Find out what happened to Lee. <laughs> the adventures. <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> Lee and IT. The the girls turn around and see Sam and he asks like what kind of bird what kind of bird the girl in the middle is, and that's Susie. But another girl starts listing all the different types so, of birds. Well, I'm a pigeon. And, <laughs> and, so not you. He's like you. he's like, no, no. What type of bird are you <laughs> i felt like he was addressing me and i was like i was like i want to be a crow yeah <laughs> now it's raven oh, man. <laughs> uh but then an adult comes in and she's like all right it's time for y'all to go up and then she sees sam and she's like you can't be in here and uh and she did she leave i don't know but Susie and another girl were still sitting there and the other girl Oh yeah, Sam leaves and the adult leaves, and then but there's still Susie and another girl sitting there, and the other girl's like, "He likes you, obviously." <laughs> what type of bird are you? Uh, right. <laughs> start asking. Start asking women that just for no reason. Look, I'm gonna say this several times throughout <laughs> the episode, but like, that was like a <laughs> my nigga Sam. <laughs> 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 what type of bird are you? Uh, Damn. <laughs> So yeah, so then uh before like like I guess the whole troop went to the pageant or the play or whatever, and they get back on the bus, but before the bus pulls off, a kid dressed as a horse comes and gives uh Sam a note saying, uh, write me and here's her and it's from Susie and she had her address up there. So they became pen that's, pals. That's technically digits. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like they didn't have phones. It's nineteen sixty five, they have cell phones. But pen pals is as good as it gets. <laughs> You used to write me through the post box. <laughs> I think uh, once again, since we're we're not working with like modern times and mm-hmm. conventional technology and everything, yeah. we're once again kind of like pushing back to what seems to be like a more meaningful form mm-hmm. of uh, conversing long distance, which would be like you know, letters as yeah. well. So, well, you know, just kind of nice that it's left to develop the relationship. Especially back then, than, I think that was like yeah. like a a sign of like not just affection, but like it was a big deal. If someone took the time to write you a letter. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, the last time I wrote a damn letter. <laughs> I don't know if I ever did. Uh, I wrote one back to someone who wanted to just kind of get that going during the pandemic. And I think I wrote the most half-assed letter and was genu- genuinely, I finished the letter and typed on Facebook messenger I just sent the letter I wrote you <laughs> and thought to myself, this is dumb. <laughs> we just trade we're just trading pieces of paper at this point. You wasted money. <laughs> Try to keep the post office open with like two quarters at a time. I don't know. Hey man, heroes work there. <laughs> <laughs> you did your part. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we see them navigating the wilderness and doing nature things and kid things and getting to know each other. And then like at some point we learned that Susie steals library books because it makes her feel happy <laughs> to have a secret because she's depressed. And Sam laughs. She went into the tent and was crying a little bit. And he goes in after her and he apologizes and he's like, I'm on your side. And she and they make up. Like, it's like once again, my nigga Sam. <laughs> he knows what to say. He, he's, he, she, Sometimes he, she just tells him that she's depressed and he laughs in her face. <laughs> <laughs> 
like, he's like, oh, oh, for real? Should I hide the knives? <laughs> and then immediately, like, gets out of trouble. It was <laughs> good stuff. So uh, back at the Bishops, they realize Susie's missing. Uh, also, side note, like, uh, Mrs. Bishop, Frances McDormand, she, like, yells around the house using a bullhorn. And I read yeah. that uh, the co-writer, it wasn't just Wes Anderson that wrote this. He also, he co-wrote it with a Roman uh, Coppola. Is that how I'm saying his last name right? Oh, Ro- the Coppola? Coppola, Coppola, sorry. Yeah, Roman oh, Coppola, who, as you know, is a famous Hollywood family. Uh, is it the father directed Godfather? Uh, I don't I think that's right. Yeah, and like, like, then his children are like writers and directors and stuff. Roman, like Sophia. Sophia. Yeah. Their cousin it, Nick. Yeah, I was yeah say, Nick was is Nicholas a, Cage yeah, the Coppola. Yeah, he's a Coppola. He's a cousin, but he didn't want to ride on the name, so that's where he got the fucking name Nicholas Cage. <laughs> yeah, but Cage. Okay. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I I watched the uh, which Nicholas Cage movies I watched this week. The uh, Prisoners of the Ghostland, and I'm like, he's just out here living his best weeb life. Like, <laughs> if you don't know what that is, uh, look, just look up the trailer. Look like it. Ghostland. Prisoners of the Ghostland. Look at the trailer and you'll be like, yeah, this is a Nick Cage movie. <laughs> but yeah, uh, threw me for a loop. So anyway, uh, Susie's mom uses a bullhorn around the house when she's like, hey, dinner, yada, yada. And then they realize that Susie's missing. Or did she realize Susie's missing or did the uh, the, the brother snitch because she... Brother snitch. It was, it was half the snitching, but I think they realized it had been more than a day at this point. <laughs> Cause the uh his his record player is missing. He's mad about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> but that's wild. I guess they only eat dinner or eat one meal together. I I guess. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, so uh she 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 tells Mr. Bishop that the daughter's missing. Or she says, Does it concern you that your daughter has run away from home? And he's like, That's a load of question. The, 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 yeah. The dad is Bill Murray. Yeah. <laughs> that's a load of question. Then they notice Captain Sharp is parked outside the house just chilling and uh miss mrs bishop tells him Susie's missing too go find her and i guess like he was waiting for mrs bishop to like you know slip away and go out to him and like that that's probably their like thing it was was hangout time yeah he's like oh yeah that's why he was out there already (laughs) i gotta go do my job i guess damn (laughs) but uh mr bishop rides with him and they have this awkward ass conversation and uh mr bishop talks about not knowing how how to help Susie because of all her problems and captain sharp is like well how's how's laura and he's like laura like why you like (laughs) mrs mrs bishop (laughs) i mean it's funny because Adults don't call each other by the last name unless they're like in the military anyway. Like he would still call her Laura, right? But it's, I guess it's just how he said it, or well, he already knew at that point, right? That like, or he suspected something. So when yeah, uh, how casually he said Laura, he was like Laura. <laughs> yeah, so that Mr. Bishop got a bit upset about by that. But then to get back to the house, and Mrs. Bishop found out found Susie's letterbox, and it just says like private on it. So she was yeah. like reading all the letters between her and Sam, or at least Sam's letters. And like Captain Sharp says, that's the khaki, uh, khaki scout he's looking for. Uh, <laughs> this part took me out. And she's like, he does watercolors, mostly landscape, but also a few nudes. <laughs> that cracked me up. <laughs> but like we we see the we see the pictures too, and he really did <laughs> draw some naked women and sent it. <laughs> I think at some point we we see them talking about it and like. 
Su- not Su- yeah, Susie asked Sam, is that supposed to be me? <laughs> <laughs> we can get into it later, but all movie long, I thought about what y'all said on Fantastic Mr. Fox about how all the Wes Anderson movies are like kids acting like adults. And then we finally get like the kid Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. And it makes even more sense. Yeah. So then we get we get a series of flashbacks with the letters and like we learn that they both have behavioral issues, can be a little violent, and they have trouble making friends. And they bonded over all of that. And they came up with the plan to run away together through the letters. Right. Mm. So next day the search party, uh, they're in the meadow where Susie and Sam met up. And like Mr. Bishop has a black eye. <laughs> Did y'all catch this? Mr. Bishop has a yeah, black yeah. eye. And he says That's one of those subtle ones. Yeah, like but he, yeah, he says Mrs. Bishop stole the batteries out of his flashlight. What? And Mrs. Bishop uh tells him tells Captain Sharp that he fell in a ditch. Wait a second. Was it Mrs. Bishop or was it Susie that took the batteries out for the record player? Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. Hmm. Okay. okay. All right, I was confused. So Maybe he did fall in the ditch. I don't know. But yeah, I think he did. I, I I don't think he. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Well, because oh well, well wait. Later he stole the later she stole the lights from the stole the batteries from the flashlight. Yeah, and he meant to use the flashlight. He could have fallen in a ditch. It's possible, but they they but there are they, there, there are, are hints also about weird it later. random. Yeah, there's there's a lot of random injuries in these movies that are just to do a thing for a second. Yeah, so. I I didn't think about it too hard. I was just like, oh, just Bill Murray got hit for real. I'll, I'll bring it up. Movie. I'll bring up what I'm thinking about later when we get to the part. Because mm. maybe I'm putting way too much stock in his black. <laughs> like you said, it might just be a random joker just there for like the moment. But yeah. So uh, then Mrs. Bishop tells Captain Shark that Mr. Bishop is onto them. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think anything comes of that yet. But uh the khaki scouts catch up to Susie and Sam in the woods. And like, we don't see what happened, but the boys are seen running away. And like you, Lucas Hedges got stabbed yeah. in the back with scissors <laughs> and the motorbike yeah, is like up in a tree and a dog got killed quick. with an arrow. And uh, Susie goes, maybe I do go berserk. And Sam's like, yeah. it was him or us. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah. So, I wish we had seen it. I mean, I get why we don't see it because, like, that's the joke. But like, Susan. So I'm assuming like Lucas. Uh, keep calling him Lucas. His name is Redmond or Redford or something like that. Something on those. He he because he ends up being like the main bad guy scout. I guess he attacked Sam and Susie stabbed him in the kidney with. So uh, what cracks me up is that every every kid is like, all right, strap up, let's go. We're yeah, one kid had the freaking dead or alive. Did you notice got, that one kid one, had one the uh, the Mrs. Bean uh, trench warfare knife? <laughs> I mean, Dude, um, like a a stick with nails in it, just like everything. Yeah, like, they were ready for bear. They did not. But when like shit Sam. goes down, and Susie stabs that kid with a uh, lefty, lefty scissors, <laughs> yeah. Every single one of them drops their shit and runs. They don't. They don't pursue anything else. Everybody drops. They drop the bow and arrow. I love the scene because you see them about to go to war, and then you just see empty woods, and one kid comes running, and then five yeah. kids are running. <laughs> like yeah. one is like holding his back, bleeding, <laughs> just screaming. Everybody drops everything and runs as soon as one kid gets hurt like, and the fights in the tree, <laughs> and the dog is dead. The dog's. Dead. The, the dog's name was Snoopy too. 
Snoopy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shout out Snoopy. <laughs> That's who you are. Recipe Our- Snoopy. Yeah, as you say. <laughs> Pour one out for Snoopy. Oh, man. So while trying to evacuate the injured boy, uh, Redford or Redmond, whatever his name was, uh, the adults start to squabble. And then the narrator guy pops up and he's like, I think I know yeah. where the kid's headed, right? I mean, the snitch? <laughs> the snitch. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Elephant, the snitch. He threw me off, too, because I thought he was coming to talk to us because he's the <laughs> yeah, narrator. Yeah, because he was narrating like, oh, you talking to you talking to the people right now for real? All right, then. Okay, you're Don't right. tell me nothing, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, it would have made more sense if they tracked him, but he just showed up and me like, I know where they're going. Yeah. <laughs> they found him already anyway. They, they found him once. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, then we see uh, Sam and Susie at a little beach playing around and like Sam painting Susie. And uh, then he even inlet makes 320, 3.25. Yeah, mild 3.25 tidal inlet. <laughs> There you go. Uh, and like he makes her little earrings out of fish hooks and beetles, but she didn't have pierced ears, so he she told him to go ahead and pierce them for her. That sh- it, it looks really traumatizing. Yeah, it's just like but she, she, have, having seen that, one. having seen that in real life with just a needle. <laughs> I can't imagine trying that with a fish hook a fish whatsoever. Hook. <laughs> Um, I, I had actually pierced my own lip several times with safety pins when I was a kid. I believe it. I wouldn't recommend it. Wouldn't recommend it. I did my ears and yeah. like, it's a, it's a process. Yeah. Flesh and is I, thick. <laughs> you ever see a, You probably, you, you know what I'm talking about. You, all these movies where somebody takes a knife and just pleasantly, slowly pushes it into something. No. I don't yeah. think so. If There's I some resistance. If I can't get a, a a needle through my ear in less than an half a, half an hour, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, you gotta be dedicated. Yeah, or you, you just have gotta to want like, to get that done real hard. You want to stab somebody? You just gotta go at it like you're trying to aggressively attack that sharp afternoon. needle. Yeah, like what? Ah, okay, the pain is one thing, but why isn't it going? Because it's just was, not sharp enough. But but meanwhile, I can stab the hell out of my finger if I'm trying to sew and hurt myself. What yeah. is that? <laughs> uh, so he does one ear, and he shows her, and like we even see like the blood dripping down in the yeah. back, and she's like, oh. Okay, go ahead and do the other one. Yeah, she was wild. <laughs> yeah, so also uh, because the little beach was only named Tidal Inlet, uh, Mile Three Point Two Five or whatever. Susie's like, I don't like the name, and Sam's like, What would you name it? And she's like, Moonrise Kingdom. So like, that's where the, the movie name came from. Uh, that's very cute. Yeah, and then we see, especially after the next part. So then we see them having deep conversation and talking about the future. Uh, and then they say uh, they love each other, and like you know, it's real love because Sam uh, warns Susie he may wet the bed later, and she's real understanding about it. Uh, and then they have a little dance party, and then like then they make out, and like this was hilarious to me, and it was like supposed to, like this is like the there's a word for it that I can't remember in romantic comedies, but like this is like the oh they're in love moment, right? Oh. But because they're twelve, like they had to be. <laughs> They have to use some tact about it. So, like, yeah, I was reading up on it, and uh, there was only the kids, Wes Anderson, uh, I think Roman uh, Coppola was there, and the uh, the guy with the camera. 
So, like, obviously they, you know, because even with, like, adult sex scenes, they usually try to have closed sets so it's as mm -hmm. least awkward as possible. Mm -hmm. But since they're kids, oh. I mean, it wasn't a sex scene, but, you know, like, there was what some was feeling. was terribly ridiculous line, I stopped the movie <laughs> this time because I forgot. No. Oh, she, no. You can put your hand on my chest. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he does. <laughs> And, and I'm but, pretty but, sure more will grow in before. Yeah, yeah, pretty. It'll they'll grow. I think they'll grow. Something like that. Yeah, I was just like, oh god. <laughs> and before, well, before that, he's she goes. What she said? Because he he gets a hard on, and she's like, oh, it's hard. And he's like, I'm sorry. And she's like, no, I like it. And then she's like, then you can put your hand on my chest. I think they'll grow, or they should still grow. It, it was just kind of like <laughs> I know this is supposed to be awkward, but wow. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, as awkward as it got, it didn't get creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it and they ended it. It quickly was, after that. It was as it, realistic as you yeah. could think it, was, it would be. It was and funny it was, enough that it wasn't super cringy. Because mm -hmm. I was definitely still laughing. <laughs> no, that's why I stopped. I stopped the movie because I was like, I'm just gonna not be able to not laugh at this. But I need a second. This is my third uh, my nigga Sam movie. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was relatable. <laughs> yeah. It got me thinking like like was was it that awkward like my first anyway. <laughs> did he have something to tell us? I, like I damn sure didn't tell her that like I might pee to bed later. That, that wasn't a part of it. No, we kept that a surprise. Yeah. I thought I, I was I was being I was really being presumptuous once and I told a girl, I was like, um, hey, I snore kinda bad. And she's like, uh, you that's assuming that you're gonna. She's like, that, she's like, you assume that we're gonna be together when you you're sleeping. Now. You're like, I'm just covering my bases. <laughs> I hope you told her just like that, just real low. I'm just kind of like I just didn't get just get. I who knows what's gonna happen. I saw what, pretty. What's bad. the phrase? Uh, prepare for the worst. Uh, hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. The next day she goes, guess what? You snore. I was like, gotcha. you know who said you are? You know what? Ren, you're not overanalyzing. And this is a me. Um, this is your words, not mine. I like what you do. I, uh, so <laughs> I did not take notes on this. Oh, that's fine. I watched it just I'm gonna so cut I this could part. watch it. No, that's fine. <laughs> you're good. Uh, I'm, I, I'm a little worried I'm going to repeat the same things I've been saying about the last two movies because we already have a pretty good Look, I was thinking about two. it, honestly, because yeah. I was like, it might, like, I, th I think I said it before, that it probably shouldn't have been my three favorite Wes Anderson movies because I'm just going to praise it three times in a row as opposed yeah. <laughs> to, like, having different opinions along the way, um, especially because I know I don't feel this way about all of them, hmm. but... I just really wanted to rewatch all three. So, per, like personally, I don't think there's anything wrong with talking about how much you love movies. Now, I don't actually know if that's better than, you know, giving some critical analysis. I don't know. That's even on my letterbox like thing is like I might not be the best review review or whatever, but I love to love movies. Oh yeah. So whatever. So we're <laughs> we're here now. It'll work out. So. I like to believe that, like, that love is infectious, you know, as opposed mm. to someone wanting to listen to me shit on something for 90 minutes. Oh, no. I just, those are my least favorite podcasts or uh, what was it called? 
uh, video, video essays, essay. yeah. <laughs> video essays where you just shit on. Like I, I watched them recently where the guy just like dunked on like an episode of Daria. And I was like, it's Daria. You weren't even alive when it came yeah. out. Stop That's the worst. <laughs> when, it, when, it, when you're not that target audience and you've got a lot of shit yeah. to say, man, shut up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah, you could put me on a black metal pos- podcast and I'd just be like, I don't know. I can't understand what this guy's saying half the time, man. And it's not fun <laughs> for anybody at that point. You're not supposed to. It's in Norwegian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but I love, I love the beat. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. uh, the, the next morning they wake up in their tent and yeah. <laughs> Sam opens it to find the entire Bishop family, Scott Leader Randall, some other scouts, and Captain Ward just standing there staring at him. And Mr. Bishop runs up and Sam hurries up and zips up the zips up. And he just picks up the whole tent. <laughs> oh dude, I totally forgot. You guys missed the uh the was it Shawshank Redemption uh, oh no! Sam I meant to say escaped. that too. That yeah, is in, in my notes. When uh, when Edward Norton is looking around trying to find Sam, it was zipped from the comes, inside. How yeah, did he like, get out? Zip from the inside. It's like, well, what do you mean how to get out? It's a tent with a zipper. <laughs> so he, he takes out his handy dandy uh, his handy dandy pocket tool, uh, you know, which he was issued by the state with his badge. Oh yeah, and he hooks it in the inside, pulls it up. They all go in there trying to figure it out. And if you look, there's maps, there's maps. on the, the ceiling yeah. of the tent. Except for one that's misplaced low. And he peels it off and there's a hole cut in the tent. <laughs> Perfectly. This is a round hole. <laughs> I, was, I was cracking up so hard at that. I've totally like, forgot about it's that. It's like an unnecessary homage. <laughs> yeah. You could, you could just clip this part out and then edit it back into that so it makes it sound like we covered it when it actually came up. That's fine. That's my bad. It it feels like such a we thought of this today when we started filming kind of thing. I don't know why. just added that. Yeah. Like they're just like, you know what would be funny? Because we don't have to use it. We can edit it out if it's dumb. Yeah. Uh, One one other part I did want to mention was uh, that all the violence in this movie and I feel like a lot of Wes Anderson movies comes across as very like Looney Tunes esque, yeah, you know what I mean, like the the, um, the electrocuting and fantastic, yeah, just getting yeah. struck by lightning, you know. Um, <laughs> it would only be talked by a kid walking into like a, a hole painted on a wall or something. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it's, it's fine. I look yeah. forward to it. It helps break up, yeah. you know, the uh, the the art house <laughs> the art, drama, the artsy fartsy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let Wes Anderson direct Fast Ten Two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing the music. <laughs> Look, this is the only. I'm mad that you're selling me on AI. This is the only reason I'd want to learn the mess with that no, stuff. There, is to I, create th- these stupid ass scenarios. <laughs> This is my brother Dom. You guys don't look like brothers. We get that a lot. <laughs> oh man. Uh, <laughs> sorry. It's, uh, it's actually uh, they actually get the Wilson brothers What's, to do instead, right? They re- <clears throat> they replace uh, uh, Tyrese and Ludacris. Oh man. Oh anyway, I'm gonna come back with the fan cast. Episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole family the whole family showing up and yeah. like being there everybody crack. i feel the, like yeah, that's another one of those relatable a, moments a little, little boat with a little dinghy with the three the brothers. brothers in it 
Yeah. <laughs> That's just another one of the relatable moments because you just kind of like, you get like kind of too private with somebody or you like, fa- you finally spend the night at somebody's house or just whatever. And the next morning there's just a oh, person shows up. and you're just like <laughs> confronted with, oh, oh. Um, hmm. <laughs> but it being like the entire island. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Mr. Bishop runs up and snatches the whole tent, and uh, Mrs. Bishop drags Susie away, and uh, Scout Leader uh, Randy hands Sam a letter from his foster father saying he can't come back home. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. <laughs> it really is. Uh, I know you weren't feeling great, but this letter ought to cheer you up. Here you go. <laughs> and then immediately lets and, you down. And he he feels bad about it too, doesn't he? Like when he hands it to him, like... Yeah, he looks visibly I'm, I'm like, sure, yeah. yeah. I actually felt sorry for Randy the whole movie because he... Like, He's trying so hard. Yeah, from the point where he learns that Sam is an orphan, he yeah. feels like he let him down. And every time yeah. he, he deals with him, like, you see the sadness on his face. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, you don't want to be a khaki scout anymore? Because he, yeah. he comes in, he comes in afterwards. What did I do? And he's like, uh, he's like, hey, I wish we had time to you know, <laughs> do an inspection because that campsite was top notch. Yeah, like, you sure you don't want to be a khaki scout anymore? You like, damn. <laughs> how you how you pitched damn. the tent and set everything up? Like he was really proud of him. He, yeah, he did pitch a tent, didn't he? <laughs> Sorry, it's low hanging. No, no, no. I, 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 that was on purpose. I, I set it up. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, on the boat, uh, Mr. Bishop scolds Susie. And I think one of the brothers was even like, You're a traitor to this family. She's like, Good, oh I want to be. <laughs> and like inside the boat, down below, uh, Randy apologizes for not knowing about Sam being an orphan and all that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's when he tells him he was proud of him, his scout skills. Yeah. And then, uh, Tilda Swinton, who plays a social worker, I actually think her name, yeah. like her credited name is social services. Yeah. Because that's how she refers to herself. She yeah. says social services oh, yeah. has not dealt with this in 27 years of a career. <laughs> I'm just like, wait, you are social services? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, services is my mother's maiden name. <laughs> so she's on like, I won't say it's the phone. What do you call that? Uh, uh, I don't know. The headset, the disc. It's in pitch. a. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, she's in communication <sighs> with uh, <laughs> Captain uh, Sharp and Scout Leader Ward and all that, and the she's the saying walkie. she's coming to uh, to the island to get Sam. And both men kind of express concern about what's going to happen to him. And like, does is that when she says that she may have to treat him with like electroshock therapy or something? Yeah, yeah. Put, put him in a refuge a juvenile refuge, juvenile refuge and refuge. if that doesn't work yeah could be shock therapy yeah which is really hot at the time a really hot cure for uh just killing mm-hmm. chunks of people's brains and making them uh possibly incontinent for the rest of their lives mm. so yeah the, uh, the um i feel like there was just so i think i read about it. there's so many housewives ended up getting Oh, yeah. Like lobotomies, just yep. because it's like she's just too weird. Like, you mean independent? You mean yeah. speaks for herself? She's having hey, a problem yeah. just staying at home and being a housewife. That's well, weird. Let's take I a told, chunk of her brain out. I told her I wanted hamburgers for dinner, and she said no. So, <laughs> snip, snip if you could. Damn. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's an absolute nightmare. Uh, the oh, guy who like pioneered that. lobotomies is, I pioneered quote unquote yeah. lobotomies, like a charlatan. The problem is just doing <laughs> shit. Absolutely. Oh yeah, <laughs> but I mean, how much of the medical industry is just people starting out by doing yeah, shit? Just doing you know? shit. It's like, hey, look, this I don't know. He, he he was sick, and I put a leech on him, and he seemed like he got better, <laughs> but then he died. Yeah, then I found he out he was just really into leeches. I was like, Freddy, it's gross, man. So he was just he was just happy to have a leech on him. Yeah. It's a weird subset of furries. Yeah. <laughs> Slimies. Slimies. <laughs> we got gotta, scalies. We got slimies. Gotta Google this. Feathery. Exist, uh, right? Well, feather, it, feather, feathery. I don't know if that's, I don't know if feathers isn't some sort actually, of weird thing, too. I recently watched a movie called Wolf from 2021 about a dude who thought he was a wolf and he was institutionalized in this place for other people who think they're animals okay and it's on the artist formerly known as hbo max is it a comedy (laughs) it's a dark comedy okay yeah so it's like kind of serious but also they definitely like are playing for jokes so 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 a lot more a lot more serious than that clip where the kid goes uh every form of me except for physical i am a wolf (laughs) i wonder if that if that's where they got the idea all the jokes are like should i be laughing at this kind of thing oh yeah but i laughed (laughs) yeah Yeah. oh well yeah so Sorry, furries. <laughs> you got to understand. It feels weird. <laughs> it's odd. Oh, what was Don't that? accept her apology. Oh, what was that terrible, terrible joke? Oh, yeah. Inside you, there are two wolves. <laughs> this furry convention is going well. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and they're both kissing. What do they call that? Yiffing? I don't know. I don't know. Don't answer that. Oh, oh wait, 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 wait. what? I, look, <laughs> moving on. He knows. <laughs> I wait. I think I is that a correct thing? That's I think so. Correct, isn't it? Yes. Oh, no. Cycling back to the beginning of the episode, I've uh, been on new grounds. That that wolf. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I've talked about wolves in weird situations too many times this episode, so I'm <laughs> moving. On. We're we're gonna have to make this episode like extra mm-hmm. secret because <laughs> uh, like, i think we did too much incriminating there's, ourselves there's, no but there's, there's nothing to incriminate but I, it, it i understand how it looks it's bad <laughs> i mean i can make it worse uh oh, no. i i used to be i used to be a boy scout and i used to be a camp counselor were you oh, wow a khaki yeah. scout uh i was a weeblos and then i was a boy scout and my first job when i was 15 was working at a summer camp so how do you feel? And we didn't have as many shenanigans though, and no kids got electrocuted. No, nobody. We didn't shoot any dogs in the neck. Ran away in the name of love. No, no one got stabbed in the kidney. Ooh. Okay, you don't got to answer no. that. No, no. Some some kids fell in love at Pokemon League when I used to be a gym leader. That that's was, pretty cute. That, that was super awkward because oh. they started was... calling each other um, Misty and uh, Oh Lord Ash. Um, Ash? Ash, Ash, okay. it's Ash. Well, oh, I, kept, I kept trying to say red. I thought they, it was going to be like they kept calling themselves. Something. They kept calling themselves Misty and uh, Misty and uh, Ash. They kept calling themselves Misty and Professor Oak. It got really weird. <laughs> Misty and Are Psyduck. you a boy or a girl? <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
See, I started yes, to sir. steer it back towards the weird stuff. Anyway, oh. uh. <laughs> it's on the name of Young Love. Okay, that's that's the theme of the episode. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the Khaki Scouts decide uh, they've been too mean to Sam and devise a plan to save him uh, from the social worker that's trying to take him to possibly remove part of his brain. <laughs> uh, Worst case scenario. Yeah. Uh, which isn't fair because he's probably emotionally disturbed from being an orphan. They said, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's um, nice. they, they have, they have a little character arc of their own, you know? They yeah. And like all the, all the, the scouts got names, but I didn't try to memorize them. I think this oh, one is no. the Luca. There's a lot. Yeah. Just, I remember lazy that. eye who has a bandage over his eye. <laughs> And DeLuca for some reason. That's because I remembered DeLuca's face and I don't know his real name, but I remember DeLuca's face and then obviously Lazy Eye because he, yeah. <laughs> so they go smuggle Susie out of her house and like they, <laughs> they oh yeah, they, they left a paper mache dummy in the bed. They left a, a paper mache Celine Dion you, in there. You don't just like, see it though. You, up out of the bed. They just say they, they describe do. it more than a few. They describe it a couple of times, but you don't see it. Yeah, you don't see it yet. And then you see it later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is honestly good writing. He does that. I don't know if I want to say often, but he's done that before in some of his movies where he describes this weird thing. And then you forget about it, and then you see it comes back. Uh, uh, that was a couple of times in the movie, actually. Uh, yeah, so Susie, they get they smuggle Susie out, and then they rescue Sam from Captain Ward's house, mm-hmm. and and they try to help them escape together. Right? Uh, that part was really sweet because, like, I think it was the Luca or whoever was at the top, or he's like, or Sam's like, get out of my chimney, <laughs> and he's like, yeah. you've had to change your heart. We're here to save you. And then Sam doesn't believe him. So he pull, uh, Susie steps up and like, she just smiles and Sam smiles. And it was like, Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was real cute. But yeah, around the same time, Mrs. Bishop slips away to see captain. It's funny. All this was hap- literally happening. Like I missed the part where Bill Murray, like <laughs> he walks out with the shirt off an ax and a bear or something. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to go chop down a tree. No. It's like a bottle of wine or something. It's like a Chardonnay. It's like a big bottle. And wow. that that's probably what led me to leave like his injury earlier was self-inflicted. Okay, just be doing shit. Just have a self-destructive kind of personality where he's like, shit's not going my way. I'm going to go do something. I'm going to do it my way. So I'm going to chop down this tree, like 80% of it, and leave it sitting over my head while I pass out drunk underneath yeah, it. Yeah, I got you. Mm-hmm. Cause he's he's going through it too, you know. Uh, so he's uh, I can't remember if he's awake or not, but you see him in the corner of the screen, laid up next to a tree. Mrs. Yep. Bishop slips out, and then the kids come out from under the. It's the, such a loaded the shot, porch or whatever, like, right? And another yeah. funny thing was like all the kids came out like it's a what's it a double door like the the bottom half and the top half can open independently. Uh, and oh, they're yeah. all crawling out the bottom, and then the last kid opens the top and just walks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so or, uh, no commitment to the bit right <laughs> <laughs> so mr bishop slips away to see captain sharp uh and yep. tells him it's over uh maybe <laughs> right like she she wasn't like it's over but she's, then she said maybe we'll we don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring or something like that it was, it was yeah weird. I, I feel like she's kind of a villain <laughs> in her own way kind of i mean as we yeah kind of well we could get into it in a bit but yeah uh, we get to a moment where she accepts it or something or she realizes it something like that Mm. anyway so later that night she apologizes to mr bishop 
So this is the part I was talking about. Mr. Bishop and Mr. Bishop asked for which which thing are you apologizing for? And she's like, yeah. whichever one still hurts. And like that's why I was like, is this talking about the, the black eye? Oh. He says half of those were self-inflicted. So we still don't know <laughs> if it's the black could, eye. Those sound or, those sound like they could be physical or they could yeah, be still. Or it's like things. I'm the reason yeah. why the marriage is falling apart. Like who knows, right? <laughs> I I feel like their dynamic is very much like uh, like he he is more of somebody who falls into self pity, yeah, and doesn't address issues, yeah, and then uh, which it even in happens to... in this scene. <laughs> She's like, "Stop feeling yeah, sorry for then, yourself." Exactly, but with that said, mm-hmm. she also is not able to meet him in a certain space to like finish having the conversation. Mm-hmm. It's like maybe they get to a certain point, and then it's like they just toss it. And then they go both yeah. do their own things. So then she did her own thing and led the cop on. And yeah. he basically went into his own thing, which is self-destructive behavior, not addressing anything. Yeah. He has concerns about his daughter, doesn't know how to talk about those or what to do about it. So he just keeps on spiraling. And and, th- sorry for and this is this their little thing or their things is why Susie is the way she is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's what makes it worse. Yeah, so that's the next line is uh, uh, Mrs. Bishop tells Mr. Bishop to stop feeling sorry for himself because we're all they got, uh, we're all the kids got, right? Mm-hmm. And that and then Mr. Bishop says, and that's not enough. So like basically everything we just said, like they know that they're uh, <laughs> they're not doing so hot in the parenting department, or at least mm-hmm. he does. Yeah, so that was that was a deep moment. I mean, let's but then play. they then they just drop it though. Yeah. <laughs> Well, now they got to act on it. I mean, they still don't talk about it, talk about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you, you, you got a point. One of the, so yeah, one of the Bishop boys finds the paper mache decoy. <laughs> that shit, I almost jumped. Because <laughs> it was so yeah, fast. It's, it's, it's bad enough that they put a paper mache girl in the bed. The put fact the that they rigged it up to the door <laughs> so that when someone opened it, the, the, it just sat up. It's like, who asked you to do that, Ferris Bueller? That wasn't necessary. Nah, dude, you gotta teach that kid for snitching. Like, I hope he got traumatized just from that. Yeah. <laughs> I probably would have peed myself. <laughs> you were not expecting that. You're like, hey. no, it is the way it sat up. Like, oh god, just the tiniest bit of jank. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> and the face too. <laughs> yeah. It's like you assume she wears a lot of makeup. What does that say about you, Scouts? That's funny. Uh so yeah, so uh Scoutmaster Randall sits down for breakfast and realizes none of the scouts are there. <laughs> uh cycle back to that first gag. And he sends a Morse code telegram. I don't know what to call that. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's uh, it just it's a Morse code. They just use that's. I think that's how they worked. Is the person on the Telegram other works with out. Morse code? Okay, or why is it? Why? I don't know. Whatever. Telegram, right? Okay. Uh, to the master scout leader, or I'm sorry, the commander, the scout commander, forgot his name. Or Commander Pierce, played by Harvey Keitel, right? And he's over at Fort Lebanon, uh, and he, and Randy notifies him that his entire troop is missing. <laughs> And the kids are actually going to Fort Lebanon because one of them has a an older scout cousin played by Jason Schwartzman that can uh, help them smuggle Sam and Susie away, right? Yeah. Dude, his character is so fun. <laughs> uh, so they get there and they bribe them to uh, 
do they bribe him in the helping or do they bribe him into marrying well he uh, wanted payment okay yeah he, he wants was, payment he's like, he's for like, smuggling them off to like a skiff so he wasn't gonna shrimper. do it for free so they gave him yeah. like a, a tennis ball canister full of nickels <laughs> for 76 dollars in nickels and, um and what's funny is that like that opening scene where you get to introduce to his character is like comes across as like a penny pinching grifter almost yeah. running a stand be like hey man you know how it is you want a drink you want some snacks you want a snake bite kit <laughs> You bring money. That's funny. You know? Uh, uh, very shrewd. I thought he was a scout bitten. leader, and then yeah. I realized he was just supposed to be an old-ass kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's the oldest 12-year-old. What do you say, Tim? Oh, just... just I've, I've been bitten. Eh, where's the money? No. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the money. Give me the money. So, yeah. Uh, then, with that, uh, the kids are like, you know, oh, we want to get married. Yeah. Like, where's your chapel? That's it's right. like, what do you mean chapel? It's a scout <laughs> jamboree. Like, it's like, oh, well, we do have a chapel. But the chaplain is out. He's out. He's yeah. out, though. Like, what? He's sick. <laughs> Um, what, what is with this camp? But what what's hilarious is that like as uh, as shrewd as Jason Schwartzman character is, he's so precious about everything else. Like, no, this is marriage. Yeah, <laughs> you. This is the biggest decision you're gonna make. It's not legal. We'll talk about it by that trampoline. But, exactly. Yeah, go 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 go. Think about it for a little bit and come back. Yeah, <laughs> they come back. Yeah, we're gonna do it anyways. Okay. And you don't even hear them talk about. It. You just see like. Yeah, there's a kid jumping, kid jumping on, on trampoline. trampoline. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so they come back and he uh, he marries them, and then one of the scouts is like, "Could you give them the money for their future?" And he's like, "No, that's my payment. It's my money." <sighs> it's a shot of all of them staring daggers, like, "Fine." He slides it up. Take the tennis ball can. I'm concerned about their future. Can. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so they go to leave and he goes to sail them out, but then they come back and Sam's like, Susie forgot her bin- her <laughs> binoculars in chapel uh. and <laughs> he runs back and then he spots Redford, who, uh, the kid who got stabbed in the kidney <laughs> in, in the hospital Well, he was standing in front of the hospital tent and he's like, why'd you never like me? And Redford's like, cause nobody does. <laughs> Sam's like herd mentality, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam's like, bet. And he charges him, and starts stabbing him in the, in the kidney. He, he starts punching him directly in his wound. Like it wasn't uh, even a punch. That's he, smart, he was man. like, he, he it was like the fingers just. <laughs> that's smart. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but damn, got the binoculars. This was another that's moment true. where, like, oh yeah, they're they're violent. <laughs> Like he went straight for it. It wasn't even like a yeah. punch, a punch. Nah, they locked up and he immediately just <laughs> went for the kidney. And uh, so Sam or Redmond starts screaming and like the, the alarm sounds and Sam, I think he does get the binoculars and he books it. And like, but the whole camp starts closing in on him. And like Redmond's like, get him. Like there's the fugitive and yada, yada. And like the whole oh, camp yeah. starts chasing him. They do the, uh, the Benny Hill <laughs> run. <laughs> Throughout the field. Yeah. Yakety sacks. He's got, he's got the can and he snatches a flag and he's going to make his last stand on the rock. And he's like, fuck y'all. And then he gets struck by lightning. 
there, and there was a there was a sign as they ran in that said lightning field and i was like how do you just know about that <laughs> what this is a crazy person's camp hey the uh, light or, or something about fantastic mr fox and thunderstorms <laughs> lightning <laughs> yep yep i was saying the same thing because uh there's also a thunderstorm uh when the bishops were having that conversation oh, as well okay um <laughs> He's like, I wish this roof would just tear off and throw me into space. Oh, yeah, the roof would like, just tear off. dude. <laughs> well, but, yeah, harder, I forgot bro. to mention that there's a... No, I did mention it, that there, the whole time a giant storm is on its way. That's another layer of, like, urgency so that right. they really need to find these kids. It's a ticking time bomb. So, yeah. Uh, the, uh, they Pavlov... Or, not Pavlov's gun. Chekhov's gun. Chekhov's gun. The, the, can of, the can of... The uh, shortest. The shortest, yeah, shortest amount of time between introducing the element mm. and just having it happen. It was like, something's I was got, gonna, I, something's I got to happen with tennis ball can. They were yeah. too... Like, they were talking about it a lot. What's going to yeah. happen? And, and then when he gets hit by lightning, the money just poof, goes to the yeah. air like popcorn. I was like, I ah, had to rewatch okay, that cool. real fast because I thought it was blood. At first, I'm like, oh, I'm like that's a lot of blood for a Wes Anderson movie. Like, oh, uh, nope, it was just change. It's just nipples. <laughs> just nipples. <laughs> and he gets up fine. He kicks off his yeah. flaming shoes, and he's like, I'm good. Yeah, they, they, his, right. his folks catch up to him first before the, the other scouts do. And he's like, uh-huh. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> just like, fine. They, they just stood there in shock for like five yeah, minutes like and they, let them they, get they, a good head start. Yeah, they thought that kid just died. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, they they escape over uh, over the fence and uh, and like as they're running away, we see them run across a bridge and then we see across a bridge that's across a dam, but then the dam bursts because of all the rain and you know the flat it's a flash flood mm-hmm. and the storms here now. So <laughs> Scout Leader Randall arrives at Fort Lebanon and like the commander uh, Commander Pierce strips him of his command because he lost his whole troop and he's like it's the worst leadership I've ever seen. And then the flood water rushes into the camp, and uh, but Commander Pierce had gone back into his command tent, and that yep. like what happened? Oh, the it, Full of it knocked the fireworks. Bridge. Yeah, and... <laughs> it knocked yeah. the bridge off that knocked a, a tiki statue or something. I don't know onto the tent, and the tent explodes. Yeah, <laughs> so then, uh, Randy uh, jumps the gap. Runs in the, into the flames. And yeah, saves. Edward Norton Cassidy and White Man Kendra. <laughs> too. Uh, and he saves Commander, and he jumps back uh, across the gap, carrying him on his back. The whole ass man on your back, and you, Dude, you just pulled a Jordan. Yeah. Have you, man? Have you? Were you looking at his legs that whole movie, man? He's got yeah. on display. <laughs> hey, man. He just got leaving Damn. for a reason. So yeah, so he saves the Commander, and then he like leads all the troops to safety. Uh, which is the church. The church. And we also yeah. see that the Sam and Susie and the those scouts, that they ran to the church too. And I guess that's the highest point on the island or something. Or, or at least that's like the evacuation zone. Yeah, designated island. shelter. Yeah. So everybody uh, goes there. And then we see the bishops and Captain Ward get there too. And uh, Randy tells tells them that Susie and the boy ran away again. And then social services uh, shows up and she's demanding to see the boy and choose out Captain Sharp and Randy because Sam is missing again. And she had heard he was struck by the lightning. <laughs> like, how did she hear that Things already? are moving too fast. 
And we had seen, like, as soon as he came in, he actually saw it. Uh, Captain Sharp noticed that the kids were on, like, a, up above the pulpit by the organ. But they mm. they were dressed in the the animal costumes from the pageant where Sam and Susie first met. And, like, they were just chilling up there. But he recognized them because one had binoculars and the other one had the raccoon hat. The still. hat. Yeah. <laughs> and Sam even sees that. Sharp sees him and he like tries to hide the raccoon. <laughs> it's funny, but Captain Sharp doesn't rat him out yet. Doesn't snitch. Yeah, because he because they don't want social services to take him either. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But then Redman Redman sees him and he's like, "Look, they're up there." Yep. And he snitches. Snitch. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. He was ready. Lucas and he did get snitches. He did get stitches. He did get so. stitches. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't learn his lesson though. I mean, in this in this case, did snitches did stitches make snitches? Mm. I, this time they this do. This time it did, yeah. <laughs> stitches make snitches. <laughs> yeah, so now uh Sharp has no choice but to chase after the kids. <laughs> uh so Sam and Susie escape to the roof of the church and like they climb up to the steeple. And mind you, the hurricane is happening. It's nighttime, there's rain wind mm-hmm. and these idiots are climbing up to the top of a steeple and uh sharp got to go after him right so sam and Susie decide that like this is it they got to jump and they're aware that the water like the flood below the water might be too shallow and they might break their necks and die they're super nonchalant or, about it. yeah they're just like this <laughs> this is the way it is <laughs> uh or they're going to get here. captured so, like, Sam is like, if we die here, like, you know, they share one last moment, and Sam thanks Susie for marrying him, <laughs> and they kiss, and, like, Susie gets zapped, and she's like, I'm, uh, I think there's still some electricity in you. It's <laughs> 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 a cute little moment. And just as they're about to jump, Sharp reaches them, and he tells them that he'll become Sam's new foster dad. And like Sam looks yeah, at Susie. That's cool. Susie approves and Sam agrees. But then the steeple gets hit with lightning. <laughs> like explodes. And then we see that like uh because before Sharp climbed up there, he tied a rope around himself. So the rope has him, he has Sam, and Sam has Susie, and they're just dangling off the top of the what's left of the, the church's steeple, right? <laughs> but yeah, he was there for him and he saved them. Yippee ki yay, little kids. <laughs> it is it is pretty funny though that it feels like there's a lot of the like I don't want to say there's a lot of Chekhov's guns, but Susie's parents both being lawyers, lawyers yeah, and they, they made a note yeah. to say that they were both lawyers and in the beginning. Exactly, <laughs> and the thing is that they're they're basically running the uh, service service worker social services mm-hmm. basically through the entire program it's like no you cannot deny this person like it's like mm-hmm. we've established that they're lawyers in the past mm-hmm. so we can have yep. this, this scene moment yeah. specifically yeah and so they're basically reading her the riot yeah. act yeah <laughs> they they get her cornered enough she'll just be like fine yeah that was pretty much it yeah, she was yeah. like already exhausted with it she's like i have she playing right here i gotta <laughs> talk to these guys about why they're unfit guardians and now I got these two lawyers on my ass telling me that they'll like litigate if I deny like this cop wanting to adopt a child. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to get back to my job in New York as a bald lady. <laughs> <laughs> Protecting the I just want to send more kids to get lobotomized. It's fine, right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, in the final scene, we see that the hurricane erased mile uh, mile two point three or three point two five tidal inlet 
<laughs> from the from the map and sam and susie are together at the bishop house with the three brothers and like sam's painting and at first you think he's painting them but now nah, he's painting the inlet there yeah. the yeah. special inlet moonrise kingdom mm-hmm. and i wonder if i can buy that print that'd be dope that'd be pretty cool yeah frame it like hell i might paint it myself because i got skills but like Oh, Get fun. like a really nice gaudy gold frame. Yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Remind me to check that out later. See if it's something I can get. That shouldn't be too hard. I'll make it happen. There's got to be an Etsy. Somebody. You start just painting them on your own and like have them at cons. Dude, it might be uh, oh, yeah. available. At like, a... hey, you over there. Look, it's symmetrical. <laughs> so, I'm going to look at this painting. I, 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 I don't regret doing this, but I no longer am a fan. But I once cosplayed Neil deGrasse Tyson. At a Comic Con, and my wife, I painted what is I forgot what it's called, but that nebula that's always the symbol of Cosmos. I yeah. painted that to be held behind me by my wife <laughs> as I walk around, and I'm just like, uh, <laughs> that's, "I'll send that's you the picture." Good. But literally four people that day asked me if they could buy the painting, so I was like, yeah. oh, <laughs> "That's really cool, perfect." Can I? I can yeah, side hustle. Yeah, and I never did because <laughs> I don't even know where the painting is. Painting. I could have made some money. It's not. It's definitely not hung up. You you still can, right? Yeah. But anyway, I say that to say I shouldn't. I, if it's not available, I can paint Moonrise Kingdom. Or right for sure, I'm pretty sure. What's that one website that got all the cinephile merch, uh, Super Yaki oh. or whatever? Mm-hmm. I don't think I know. I remember I bought. Uh, I think it's called Super Yaki. I bought my my wife a free Ben Solo hoodie <laughs> from him. Yeah. So anyway, I want that painting. Uh, but yeah. So Susie uh gets called for dinner, and Sam slips out, and he tells her he'll see her tomorrow. And then he goes to join Captain Sharp parked outside in his spot. <laughs> it's funny because yeah. like all he seems to really need and strive with is like structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's why he was so good as a as a khaki scout. Yeah. Um. But now he's a cop, yeah. And ACAB, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, ACAB in, in yeah. includes Sam Kukluski. Uh yeah. <laughs> Close enough, Kukluski. I the cluster. Somebody uh, in in a, in a movie group uh, were in. They uh, they said, "What's your favorite cinematic pig?" And I can add, I can now add Sam Shikuski. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he uh, had favorite his, cinematic pig little, is Porco Rosso. That that's mine. Ooh, that's my that's literally mine. All of that one. That was that's I I've never seen all that and and I love the story. So I I should probably watch the rest of that. It might be on Max still. I know the Ghibli movies. Ghibli Ghibli movies. Is it still is. Out there. Uh, but it is. That was the thumbnail for the post. So my answer was oh, nice. that one. <laughs> but now yep. I can yeah. go back and add a uh, Sam Shikuski. Uh, but yeah, he had on like a little, he had on the same uniform that uh, Bruce Willis had yeah. on the island. And the top. hat. <laughs> yeah, with a little hand-stitched hat. So now he's uh, he's his little sidekick, uh, which is cute. So yeah, so we, we can assume that their issues got solved now because Sam has a guardian that has proven he cares for him, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Susie's mom isn't cheating on her dad anymore, which was probably the root of her issues, like their, her parents' problems, marital problems. Uh, and the two kids now have friends and love in each other. Oh, so all's well that ends well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of. I think it. I think Susie's parents are kind of like an inconclusive thing. It feels like 
it, it feels like part of them not understanding how to deal with their kid was also exacerbated by the fact that they didn't want to look inward at their problems. Mm. Like Mr. Bishop wanted to like do the self-pitying spiral, uh, disassociate himself yeah. with whatever means drinking. And Mrs. Bishop sought something outside of her marriage without addressing what's happening with her family either. So it's kind of like a stalemate for the moment, I guess yeah. you just assume that everything's going to be chill. So Susie might end up better. Yeah, because at least now, now she, she has. knows they are trying to pay attention. Those boys are going to be felons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, she's probably old enough now that like, now that she has Sam, she, she's got somebody that's there for her that now she's like, all right, well, they, they fucking around, but whatever, you know, I'm, I mean, I got a buddy now. Hopefully. Uh, I can't think of a single Wes Anderson movie that has a happy marriage, though. I mean, so I'm not saying it's happy now. I mean, I guess I'm saying it's happy now. It's <laughs> more stable now. Yeah, it's more possibly stable. more That's stable, fine. I, but I don't know. I guess if, what I'm trying to say is, I think Susie's gonna be all right. Though we got we got yeah. her far enough. Yeah, that, that's the impression that like Susie and Sam are gonna be okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cute. Until the next <laughs> movie, which is Moonrise Kingdom Two, their, their marriage is struggling. Sam has taken his job too seriously. He can't separate himself from structure, uh, and Susie has a tendency to just straight up stab people when she gets angry. Uh, uh, still, so because they it was real quick. What didn't wasn't there like a flashback where she said that one time she broke a window or something and got glass in her mother's head? Oh yeah, yeah and they're like the she's like picking yeah. a I was like, oh Damn. oh my she got mad and threw a rock through a window. Susie, please don't. Look, my nigga Sam absolutely looks like well one, he 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 married up. <laughs> uh Susie was pretty and you know, Sam looked like a little nerd. Uh and she was taller and everything. So good for my nigga. And her parents are lawyers. So yeah, yeah, he ain't got no parents. So yeah, yeah. So things were working out for Sam. Look, I ain't mad at him. And he had, and he had swag. I'm talking to you. (laughs) It is pretty funny too. Uh, I don't know if you remember in Grand Budapest Hotel with uh, Zero, Mm -hmm. but there's always this kind of like sneaking relationship deal where everybody knows what's going on, but they're still sneaking around like kids. So mm-hmm. like Zero is sneaking out of uh, his fiance's house and like, you know, talking when her dad is in the room, even though he's trying to sneak out. Uh, and then you have. Uh, was it even Sam her dad? Now. Was it her dad? Or like uh, she just mm-hmm. worked there? Which, was it, which I thought was even funnier. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. I could be wrong because she did live there. Like she slept where he was. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Uh, personally. I just thought it was funny that like. She, maybe she just lived in where I don't know. Whatever, I'm th- throwing this off. But yeah, uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, just, just the idea of like a secret tryst. Yeah. I mean, you had the same thing with like Owen Wilson, and um, I'm totally running a blank on her name. Which, Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, oh yeah, you know what I mean. We're yeah. like, ooh, like secret tryst. You know, yeah. it, I'm just wondering how many more movies there's like that kind of, you know, a, uh, a running theme with Wes Anderson. Th- two. In French Dispatch, <laughs> so it, it keeps secret tryst. Yeah, <laughs> I love dogs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, secret tryst. Uh, I can't remember. I I need to rewatch I Love Dogs too. But yeah, uh, I didn't get a whole lot of trivia on this. But uh, one thing I did notice while I was watching, I let the credits roll, and you know how the movie starts out 
uh, they put that uh, they put on a record on his on one of the kids' little record player. Yeah, and it, mm-hmm. the guy, if you listen to it, it's a like some orchestra music, and then there's a kid dissecting it and talking about this part yeah. and that part. So yeah, the theme for the movie starts playing, and then the kid starts talking, and he's introducing each instrument element mm-hmm. during yes. the credits. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm watching that right yeah. now. <laughs> it's pretty That's fantastic. Uh, and the mu- the music is Mark Mark Mothersbaugh. So, who's that? I'm not familiar. Mark Mothersbaugh. He did uh, the music for everything good, uh, Beetlejuice, um, okay. a lot of Tim Burton movies actually. Um, I know there's a television show that a lot of people don't even know he did the music for. He's from the band. Um, wow! All of a sudden, I can't. Even, Oingo Boingo from back in the eighties. Oh, okay. And he just he's done so many good stuff. Batman. Oh wow! Yeah. So like real good. Which stuff. Batman? 89. Okay, okay. The the bat, the one. Oh, sorry, not, I should, not, I should not, not 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 the other ones. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, you know what I'm about to ask? Who's your favorite character? Um, uh, favorite character and who you probably are. Yeah, that's the next question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's here to I like Randy a lot. He tried his hardest. I was almost sure he was going to end up having Sam as Yeah, kid. me too. Yeah. But uh there's a good chance I'm Susie. <laughs> Stab people in the kidneys with <laughs> like, I I'll be trying to like be cool, but like next thing I know I'd I yeah. hurt somebody's feelings. Mm-hmm. Maybe so I didn't stab them physically, but they're just like, I don't like yeah. talking to Tim no more. He's saying mean shit. <laughs> I didn't say anything mean. I just said what your problem is. She's got a real talk talk shit get hit personality. Yeah. Like she does. <laughs> She'd be fine in that uh that in the juvenile detention. No, yeah, facility. they could send her there. She wouldn't have a problem. I said I, I love stories about kids doing hood rat things with their friends, and Susie was a real one. <laughs> Sam was like, "Look, it was him or us." <laughs> shit, Shout shit happens, man. Sorry about your dog. <laughs> to be fair, they didn't kill the dog. When the, the the kid with the bow right. and arrow killed the killed the dog yeah. by accident. Kid with, bow, kid, kid with the bow and arrow probably saw somebody get stabbed and went, "Oh, oh shit!" <laughs> Let go. Was that eye patch? I don't remember. Oh, I thought eye patch had the bow and arrow. Probably. I think so. Yeah. You know what? And that makes sense. I forgot. No which, depth of yeah. No depth. No, no shit. <laughs> he probably was like, "Oh, oh." oh. <laughs> I wonder if that is a hidden little thing that you could yeah, pick up on if you put the pieces funny. together. If he was the one with the if he was the one with the bow and arrow, yeah. his throw was not going to be true because he's oh, man. Not, <laughs> if only he had the oh, warfare no. knife or, or the, the, the nailed bat. <laughs> that nobody ever that used nobody they got to touch use. any of those things. That's cool. Oh, that's right. Uh, went down too Bill fast. Murray ends up having it later. When he's when like he trying to get everybody to shut up, he just <laughs> randomly has it. It's like, whoa. Oh, it's a uh, wait. Are you talking in the church with Bruce Willis? Or, uh, oh, no, it was Bruce Willis. You're right. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was Bruce oh, Willis. He just it's randomly like, where had it. Get it was that? Like, bro, they left bro. it in the woods. <laughs> yeah. I picked it up when we were back at the woods. <laughs> I guess so. Damn. Um, oh, man. Driving around my cool ass station wagon, I saw some nails in the road. And I was like, no, no, we can't. I flex in this car. No. <laughs> I can't blow a tire. There's no mechanics here. How? <laughs> Brutal would that be? Uh, Tiff, did you have oh favorite? Character? Oh yeah, give it characters. Uh, I felt for for Randy. I loved Sam and Susie. <laughs> like uh, those are 
those are definitely my favorites. Probably Sam is on top because once again, my nigga Sam. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, what character am I? I think Sam, even though I've been hyping him up the whole episode. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm not an orphan, but I feel like enough people don't like me and I'm fine with that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Susie. I don't know. I don't know. It's definitely one of the emotionally disturbed children that might be violent. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um Who who are you? I think I like Susie the best mm-hmm. because I like that that weird switch between personalities. Mm-hmm. But I probably identify with Jason Schwartzman's character the most. <laughs> Like Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. I like it. Uh, super serious about some things, but just be like, hey, <laughs> this, is, this is important. Yeah. Okay? You take time. Yeah. You think about think it. Think about it. And come back. On paper, it doesn't fucking matter, but, you know, like, you know, it, it means it means a lot spiritually. So <laughs> it's a big deal. Yeah. And get he this, was totally uh, willing to snuggle these, these kids out to work on a shrimp boat. <laughs> a yep. shrimp boat. <laughs> You can work yes, on a shrimp boat as a claw cracker. I was like, what? <laughs> That's racist. That's great on a resume. Oh, man. So who were you? Right. Were you rooting for the kids the whole time? Or were you like, these kids are stupid. I uh, hope they find them. <laughs> I mean, they didn't really have an end game. <laughs> yeah, that was my thing is they really didn't know what they were going to. Th- I think they planned as much as going out mm-hmm. and having a good time with each other. But yeah. Beyond that, they didn't really have so, a. I'm pretty sure they neither kid thought that they were gonna have a search party coming after them. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that's what cracked me up. Like they're like, uh, "Oh, we'll probably be fine. We got away. We set camp on a beach." It's like you set camp on a beach. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no forest to cover yeah, the tent. No in a bright ass yellow tent on the beach on an island. They spelled like, out Moonrise. They have a plane. giant <laughs> Dude, and it's just like okay. There obviously wasn't an end game, but they're twelve. Yeah. So yeah. See, and that that was the magic of it to me was they're twelve. So like they're in that window where like puberty's starting. They may or may not have started puberty. Like they're they're old enough to know about adult things, like like the stuff they talked about on the beach, but mm-hmm. not have really experienced it. And also like young enough to still be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so like it's the perfect age to have a movie like this and i loved it yeah. there i don't know it's one of the one of the cuter ones of these uh movies yeah. that he's done eventually he's done a lot of real cool shit but this one was like super cute yeah eventually i was uh i was rooting for captain sharp also uh not just because uh mrs bishop let him down but like after that after the conversation in his in his house in his boat i don't know the trailer what that was trailer yeah like, he just lost his girl, or his girl was never his, but you know what I mean. Uh, but now he has, like, new purpose, and he was already, yeah. you could tell he was already kind of formulating, like, I'd keep this kid. I like him. <laughs> I like dude, when he I, gave I, him I beer. Like when he gave him the beer. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that, dude. The kid just dumps out his milk. Yeah. Like he, now he, has, like, he doesn't go. just have, a, like, a son now, or could have a son. He also got to have yeah. a friend. <laughs> That's he a, got a homie. Yeah. He got a trainee. <laughs> Like, would you like to go with us uh, off island? We're going to maybe get some food, you know, like somewhere else. I got to check with the homie first. Yeah. 
<laughs> Die Hard, why do you have to check with the homie? Because I got to check with the homie. <laughs> so, yeah, bring me back a sixer. It's fine. Oh, yeah. So, I had this rated higher than Grand Budapest Hotel. And I honestly, I think they're equally perfect movies. And this one just kind of got bumped up a little bit because of kids doing hood rat things with their friends uh, for me. But yeah, I loved all of it. Uh, the only, literally the only criticism I have is just a general Wes Anderson criticism where he's allergic to black people. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like he, I think he doesn't have anybody, like any any person of color in, in any of his movies is either there specifically because they are of color, i.e. zero, because he's an immigrant, mm-hmm. until, I could be wrong here, and like like the Jarlene Unlimited doesn't count because they're in India. Yeah, it's uh, in India. Yeah. Until, I think, French Dispatch with uh, Jeffrey Wright. Did that movie like just come out not long ago? 2021. Was... Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> his first movie was 96 uh yeah it's one of the two he's, decades of he's movies. been getting that criticism for a while he's got a he's got a rather tim burton-esque he, outlook yeah. on casting. it doesn't seem like it's malicious but at the same time it seems like you got 40 you white people in this movie black. yeah, yeah. Like you, you don't know anyone black Any, and you don't know how to you put 40 of your friends in this movie and not yeah. one yeah and like so if if they're not white then they're there for a specific purpose until french dispatch and then there's no well no there's two because Actually, I don't remember. Is Benicio del Toro Latino or is he a Spaniard? No, I think he's Latino. Okay, because I know uh, Javier Bardem is a Spaniard, but he always plays Latino, but he's a Spaniard. Uh, Benicio del Toro, if he's Latino, then him and uh, Jeffrey Wright are the first ones that were brown, but that didn't matter. Brown adjacent. Yeah, like... Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen an Islander or an Asian really in a uh, unless it Wes was Anderson there movie. specifically to be like they had to be that race for the script or whatever. Right. Yeah, so I guess oh. give I'm gonna give him a little bit of credit for French Dispatch on that, uh, but still like that's his eleventh movie, tenth or eleventh movie. So Benicio del Toro is Puerto Rican. Okay, Sorry. okay, so he got two. Okay. So thank you after twenty five years. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. Yeah, we got it said, guys. That's a general Wes Anderson. It. A quarter of a century <laughs> of films. We finally got some in there. Well, so George in Life Aquatic, but I I feel like that doesn't count because he was supposed to be like foreign, right? Just like, yeah. like Zero was supposed to be an immigrant, um, and he was making a contribution to the soundtrack as well. Yeah. So it, it's difficult to tell how much of his appearance was not gimmicky, but like Wes Anderson heard the music. He was like, hey, I like this, and I'm gonna put you in the movie. Versus, hey, you're my black yeah. friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, that's a general Wes Anderson criticism, not so much criticism of the movie. I love, absolutely love this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all. I mean, this, if you this... if you remember your, so what... your ranking, you could say that too. No, my. Mine is simple on this one. I would. This is one of the ones I would recommend to just about anybody. Mm -hmm. They don't have to really even like. This seems like an easy one to get into. Yeah. This this one's fun and simple, and I can't think of too many people that wouldn't like it unless they just like only uh, Fast and Furious Furious movies (laughs) past five. That's the kind of that's the kind of film person where I don't know if they're into films. They only like the fast movies past five. Hey, they here here's the thing. I know a lot of 
pinky out cinephiles that didn't start until after five and they like them, but they like them for like it's it's almost like a breath of fresh air. Like, hey, these well, movies are stupid and fun. That's all I care about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like if it, it's kind of like uh, when you go to a car show. Um, this and this is this is I'm telling too much about myself. You you you'll be attracted to a spotless '55 Chevy Bel Air. <laughs> you'll be like, that's some dope shit. That thing is in perfect condition. It's completely restored. Looks brand new off the factory floor. But like a random Civic on 17s for no reason, <laughs> as low as possible, with like a wing on the back of it, you're still gonna go over there and look at it. You're gonna be like, "Well, well, what's going on that over here?" That is the here? greatest. Metaphor. Is that a NOS bottle in the back seat of a Civic with a baby seat? I know oh. just enough about cars. Oh, to fully I'm still appreciate checking this, this out. <laughs> I'm still checking this out. This movie is this movie is definitely something I would recommend to people though. Yeah. Um, oh, that's the simplest, easiest way to give my rating on it. It is one of his best movies. Mm. It is a different feeling than some other other ones. It's not so breakneck that you like get yeah, the lost pacing is until, great, until but, like yeah, the last act it speeds way up. Yeah, it speeds up in in the last when the storm hits. Mm. But also like there isn't a whole lot of info we need to absorb. Mm during that yeah so that's probably yeah. like what it is where like yeah. grand budapest they're stuff we need to know yeah. while it's flying yeah. yeah if you sneeze too hard you miss an important element in grand <laughs> that's, budapest that's like, a good way to put it yeah <laughs> uh what's your uh your rating uh ren oh man i'm i'm gonna be typical i'm just gonna give it a 10 oh uh, wait but this I is, this is important it. this is important because you didn't like it when you first watched it uh, so I didn't like it. I don't know why I was I was being so like curmudgeonly about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I think I was looking for something closer to what I first enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, so I wasn't looking for like oh twelve year olds in love and eh, whatever. So, uh, but watching it again, I'm like, okay, I can appreciate it. I think it does what it intended to do. Yeah. Which is the other thing too is like appreciating something for what it's intending to do and how well it pulls that off as opposed to what you're expecting it to do or what you want it to be. Yeah. So, um, after watching again, um, you know, I'll go with Tim. I'll like, I would recommend it to anybody, uh, who has that kind of inclination for kind of a more artsy film. Um, I like that. It's kind of a light R rating. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's not like, it's not hard. If R. you look at it, uh, the, the, the rating, you know how they, they get specific now with the ratings. It says yeah. sexual content. <laughs> It's it's technically true. Yeah. Uh, it it could even be. It's so awkwardly portrayed, though, yeah. that you could put both of those in like parentheses. Yeah. It'd be like sexual, sure. quote unquote, content, <laughs> quote unquote. It's like okay, like like I'd probably let my like my thirteen year old watch it. It doesn't get extreme. Yeah, there's like no cussing. No, no. nobody even says cuss. It was so disappointing. Kids don't even yeah. cuss. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know it it's it's pretty sweet you know except for the endorsement of the cops um <laughs> i I'd, I'd give it 10 i'd give it an easy 10 uh but once again i'm i'm biased yeah because uh you know talking to the same person who just was like Res- uh what's anderson movie let's go watch it i don't care what's about uh still feel like i catch up on though it's all good hmm i'm sitting here thinking like i'm gonna say something groundbreaking i'm not i 
I would I would buy the DVD for my collection. I would buy the mm-hmm. the full price Criterion, uh, ten out of ten, still ten out of ten. I, like I said, both this and Grand Budapest uh, are my favorites, but this one gets just a a hair above it above Grand Budapest because of the kids doing hood rat things with their friends. <laughs> yes. So if I ever <laughs> if I ever come back, I hope that I see a movie. You'll come back. Where Why are you like, saying it like that? I, I don't know, man. I don't know what you guys are gonna watch. I don't know if I can sign up for for all ten Fast and the Furious hey, movies, man. Look, I'm gonna do it. We, we, we look. You don't have. To, I'm, I'm hoping you, you I'm don't hoping have we'll to watch be on an something challenging enough to where I'm, I'm conflicted about like the rating. These ones, I'm like easy these, ten, these easy, easy ten, easy ten. And I'm just like crap. This just makes me sound biased. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, great movie. Uh, anything else we missing, or we wanna? I think that's that's uh that's that's episode. That's good stuff. All yeah, right. I think I mean aside from all the the silly like little antics that, you know, we could like like yeah, go back, pick up. It's like, "Oh yeah, you know, uh, you know, I think we've kind of covered it with like the last two yeah. uh movies we had watched as well. Like uh any further analysis just feels like being a dead horse, but yeah. Regardless, I I think, you know, so much of his work is at least worth watching once. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know about French dispatch. I haven't heard anything great about that. It, um, it, I wasn't crazy about the Darjeeling unlimited. It, it's like he, personally. he, it, it's like the joke ran on too long and now the snake is eating its tail when it comes to French dispatch. Oh, okay. I want, I still want you to watch it so you can let me know. Cause I could, maybe I was sleepy. I don't know, but like only a third of the movie clicked with me. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'll definitely check it out. You know, yeah. uh, I need to watch more random stuff from him just so I can make sure that I'm not just biased towards his work in general. Yeah, I got you. I'm ready for the space one. <laughs> <laughs> Wes Anderson's army. Are oh, you talking about Asteroid City or you literally mean like a spaceman? <laughs> no, it, it, uh, Asteroid City looks like yeah. it's, it's just flat out sci-fi. So, like, okay. let's see what you do. All right. He, I'm, he got to do horror next. All right. Could you imagine? Oh, I can't. The, the terrible thing would be if it was like, okay, this is this is purposely kind of funny, but with a horror vibe. Mm. What would be worse is if you're watching it, and you're like, okay, Wes Anderson. Oh my god, no, no! Why is this <laughs> freaking me out? Stop, stop! <laughs> then he just starts putting stuff in the middle of the screen and just goes off center. Oh, man. Like, ah. I really want to watch it, but I know that he would never. He probably like Asteroid City is probably the hardest sci-fi he he might that's go. As, that's as far as it's gonna go. And uh, yeah, the uh, the ship from the preview has his touches all over it. So it's yeah. like okay, it's just gonna be kind of campy. Maybe not. I think his next movie. Too I crazy. don't know if it's claymation or it's our stop motion or not, <laughs> but it's called Authentic Mexican Restaurant, and I need to look up. Oh my what. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I'm happy uh, I'm to say. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm looking that up right Moonfest now. Moonfest Kingdom was um, great. <laughs> Moonfest Hotel was great. Oh uh, my god. So thank you for listening. <laughs> Plugs. Anything? <laughs> <laughs> Tim? Uh there aren't there are no new ways to say I am D D Sluggers. I do uh my own brand of weird nerd music you find it if you search D sluggers there's always the joke that you would also find a baseball team but i never bring up the fact that one of these days i want to take 20 people and go to their baseball game in my shirts and start chanting and confuse the shit out of me. <laughs> what is a hot banana 
<laughs> Rem? Um, nothing much aside from the usual. Uh, we uh, are on Instagram and TikTok as Power Bomber. We just kind of do some light graphic design work uh, if anybody's interested. Um, we haven't made any posts in a little bit because we've been working and doing school. Everything, so, uh, yeah, basically. But, uh, you know, we're always available uh, to get stuff done. Um, Tim, what kind of music is D&D Sluggers? I had to ask because you mentioned it a few times. I'm like, now, uh, I'd have to I, I'd have to lie a lot if I wanted to tell you what people from the nerd scene say. But if it were up to me, I would say funky 80s, 90s inspired pop. OK, I like a lot of um, really crunchy synth funk. And okay. I got really kind of heavy into some of the um, I don't bring, I don't bring this up, but like but I got really into like a lot of the like sort of Japanese like guitar pop scene where they would like like, like city pop kind of deal. Not so. Much, well, I did get into that later, but like you had bands like the 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 pillows love the pillows where it was just uh, like such heavy ridiculous synth. Obviously yeah, we're, inspired we're by like the late Fully 90s soundtrack. Yeah. Obviously inspired by late '90s American bands that were kind of like post grunge, okay. But uh, like I like to get in that kind of style, but it's so all over the. What I've always wanted to do is complete an album that sounds like it is the soundtrack for an album, not the score, but each song sounds like an individual song from a different artist picked for a soundtrack for a movie. That has always been my goal to make my album sound. Like that, that seems busy work. So yeah, right. I get on close. Here. I get closer every time until I did that synthwave album where they all kind of got closer in genre for once. Just sell out and do cantina music. It'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars cantina music. What do you do? Star Wars. It's metal versions of the cantina band. <laughs> that, Which, see, whole album. Actually, whole album. I don't even know if that's been done yet. <laughs> I'm leaving this in and hope someone is like, "What the pillows? I fucking love the pillows." <laughs> D&D sluggers, not the baseball team, guys. (laughs) (laughs) In parentheses. I've always wanted to do a shirt that was baseball themed and then put not the baseball team. There you go. In parentheses on the back of the shirt, D&D sluggers on the front. (laughs) For me, uh, you know, Tivzilla on Letterboxd and follow the podcast on Twitter at SGBK podcast. And if you haven't already and you're still here, please like and subscribe. Uh, I, I usually can't stand when people shout that out all the time, but now I understand why. Because <laughs> yep. I straight up forget. <laughs> There's a couple of podcasts I listen to and I was like, I'm, really? I never clicked subscribe? Okay. Well, so appreciate it. Thank you. And that was our Wes Anderson miniseries. Hey, we're going to do a Christopher Nolan one next. Oh God! <laughs> I'm not going to. Everybody's so gritty. Like. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll have more to say about those. But he also suffers from the same problem of being allergic to black people, so it works out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Good night. It's like an epidemic. I don't understand why Spike Lee doesn't put more white people in his movies. <laughs> um. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> I think the, the criticism it. got to him because he eventually got. Uh, baby Denzel for Tenet, but before that, <laughs> mm. yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I'm just end it. <laughs> <laughs>